Hey everyone, and welcome back to Norris Cove, the podcast. You guys, I took a couple of weeks off just to kind of recenter my brand, not only with my podcast, but the sticker shop, just everything, and just kind of do some self-caring and just mentally get my mind together. But before that, someone had asked me about money journaling. Uh back a couple of weeks ago maybe maybe a month or so ago we had some really bad storms here in Maryland and um, my basement flooded so I had to clean out a closet I had boxes that I had moved from before I met my husband that went to our next home into this home that I never kind of really unpacked and I ran across a budget journal Um, I used to budget in just a regular notebook and I would journal which I totally forgot about but I didn't know where I got the idea from to money journal so again I always used a notebook to budget just pen the paper that's just how I roll that's just what works best for me like some people can use a spreadsheet I am not a spreadsheet person and as much as I'm on the computer I just wouldn't look at it and I have to be honest with myself I just wouldn't look at it even though like I said I'm on devices all the time i'm on my ipad daily (laughs) i'm not even going to tell you what i mainly use my ipad for but mainly looking at youtube videos um i have two to three laptops but i still would not follow a spreadsheet so i would just write down in a regular notebook this is prior to getting into the planner community like i said i've always been a pen and paper girl so prior to getting into the community i would just use a notebook I would use pen, I'd write my budget for the week, and somehow I just cannot remember how I got into money journaling. So I was flipping through this uh, budget book showing my Instagram followers that, yeah, this is an old budget book, so this is how I used to budget, and I was laughing about it, but there came like some words you could see a bunch of words and i'm like this is like a journal uh let me close this i don't want you know i don't know what i got written in here but when i later went back and looked at it it was basically journaling about money my relationship with money so over these two weeks i have been searching because someone asked me to do the podcast on it and i was like i have to got i've got to really research where i got this idea from I've tried different words, putting into Google, I've gone through Pinterest, I've gone through um, Instagram looking, I've gone through YouTube, every source out there until recently I ran across, actually today, and I wanted to do the outline for this podcast, but I ran across a blog post and it was pretty much spot on. And she didn't list where she got the idea from, and I will do a link. So I have the link. I saved the link. I actually have it in my Pinterest. Um, I found it through Google, just typing in keywords, and I linked it to my Pinterest. So uh, my Pinterest information should be in my bio on my Instagram. If not, it's through a YouTube link. Any of my YouTube videos, you should be able to click my Pinterest link and it'll direct you directly to her blog. So what I did was I just took notes, paraphrased, broke it down for this podcast. So if you're listening, get you a piece of paper, get you a notebook, a journal, whatever you need and a pen to write down these key components. So let's dive right in. So the first thing you want to do is basically journaling and talking to your money. That is the first step. 
you want to, like I said, get your notebook, a journal, a pen, and you're going to write like you're talking to your ex. And as if you're coming clean about, you know, how you felt in the relationship with that ex, which was going to be your money. Okay. And you're going to talk about how much worry, you know, that the money has caused you, how afraid you lose the money, you know, or just fear of running out of it. You're going to not like how you basically obsessed over it. Um, also, how much you hate that you needed that money. So you can say something like um, like when you're writing and you're prompting, there are journal money journal prompts also on Pinterest. I found a few of those. But when you're writing, I know when I did it, I just wrote about you know my relationship with money, how much I loved it, but it didn't really love me, how I spent it frivolously, and I didn't have a care in the world. It was like a high. That was one thing I really remember writing in there that I felt high when I had the money and I would just blow, blow, blow and spin, spin, spin. So that's how you would talk to your money and how you're going to journal it. Like, I loved you, but I didn't use you wisely. I didn't appreciate you. I spent you frivolously, but you did this to me. You did X, Y, Z to me. And just basically what this will do and what it'll allow, it'll keep, it'll allow you to let go of the negative emotions. You'll, once you read back over your journaling about your relationship with money, you will see that you had a negative energy attached to money. You will see where the negative thoughts about money come in. Just write it down. You don't have to write down what I wrote down because your relationship may be different with money than my relationship was, but it's good to see it on paper and how you basically felt about money. So number one, you're going to write a letter to your money. And as I said, you'll see how much negative energy you had towards money or that you have towards money. So the next thing that the young lady talked about on her um, blog, like I said, I didn't really get past writing about the relationship. So it was good to see the rest of it. I really wished I could have found that notebook again. Again, I threw it away because it was wet. I wish I let it dry out or looked at it because when I'm normally journaling or taking notes on something, I write the source. It's just like school. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I always write the source as a heading and then I go into, you know, what I'm doing. I dated or whatever. So I've been pretty much journaling most of my life and didn't realize it. So anyway, you're going to make a wish list. That's your next thing. You're just going to write down a physical wish list in your journal, write down the things that you would like to have. And you're going to write down wh what it is that you want and why that you want it. You know, also, so that's number two. Let me make sure I'm staying on track. Um, you want to do spending tracker. You want to write down a spending tracker. Or if you are a planner like myself, I have a spending tracker. And let me tell you about the spending tracker. Oh, my God. I stopped doing it. But it's also a form of money journaling. When I was consistent with it, I realized how much money I was spending. I also color code my spending tracker so if you're a journal you know, journaler if you want to journal your spending tracker and use color coding it is the absolute best thing to do because you can see where most of your money go in my spending tracker um it shows that i spent a lot of money on planner stuff and a lot of money on food that was my two top things that i spent and when looking back at it or looking at that spending tracker, it'll show you where your areas are that you have issues with money, where what takes most of your money. And for me, it was planner stuff 
and food. So I actually, once I looked at it in that kind of bird's eye view, I kind of stopped spending so much money on food. Then COVID hit. Then when COVID hit, my planner (laughs) money went up. It went less, it went way down in food because I had to cook at home. So I was basically just buying groceries and cooking at home. I wasn't doing a lot of out to eat eating but I noticed that my planner spending went up because I was here nothing to do and I had more time to buy all the things so again write it down what's your your wish list what it is why and also you want to make a spending tracker again there are inserts for your planner for spending tracker trackers you if you want to keep it in your journal um, I have one in pocket size and I'm going to start using that in my pocket, but you could take that pocket insert and put, but it depends on how big your journal is. Um, this is just an idea, but depending on how big your journal is, you can draw it if you're into, you know, hand doing that in your journal. If you really don't want to do that, you can just take some washi tape, tape the pocket insert one in and then write down your spending. I mean, that's just another way that you can do it. But it also, again, helps you become more mindful of your spending. So that's where the spending tracker will come in. Next, this is what? Number three, number four, you need to make a money miracle list. And this what I found when I read the blog, I thought was very, very interesting. And I think it will um, really help. This will bring back the joy of money. This will help you bring back the joy of money. This is basically unexpected money. And what she talked about in the blog of unexpected money, let's say, for instance, something costs you would normally, let's say a meal or out to eat meal would cost me normally $15, but let's say they charge me $8. So that's a miracle because you would have normally paid that 15 so you write down hey today instead of paying 15 dollars for my takeout i only had to pay eight so that's what you would list under your miracle list your excuse me your money miracle list also that happens that helps excuse me to see the good things that money can do for you. So then you started to develop a more positive outlook on money instead of focusing on the negative, like we were talking about, you know, talking to your money as if it was your ex. Once you start to get these steps in order, now you'll start to have a more positive outlook on money by basically having a money miracle list. Okay. So, and also like the Again, this is the uh, the money miracle list will help you to see the good things that money can do for you or the good in money. Again, the positive outlook on money. So the next thing we have is money mantras. One of my favorite things, I save to my Pinterest a lot of money mantras. Um, basically, they're money affirmations. I save money affirmations to my Pinterest as well. I write them in my journal. I have a manifestation journal and a lot of it is geared towards money it is basically where i write down money affirmations especially for my business also i write in there about my family i i'll write down let's say um thank you god for my family i'll write in ahead of time saying my business is blessed i am making xyz amount in my business i speak it into existence so that's what you would want to do with your money mantras so you can do a heading of money mantras or money affirmations and one of my favorites money mantras or money affirmations is 
Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. At one point, I said this every day on my way to work in my car. I would just say I had a certain turn in the road. Let's say a certain road. Once I got on that road, for some reason, it would just pop in my head to say money flows to me easily and effortlessly. So that's one. And if you don't know money affirmations or you don't know money mantras or how to say them, go to Pinterest. It is the best place to find money mantras and money affirmations now what this will do writing down your money mantras will help you improve beliefs around money so now you'll start to have a different outlook on money it will bring that positivity back as well and again it will improve your beliefs around money it will help with limited thinking about money so you won't basically be sitting there saying oh i don't like money you'll start to have again a more positive outlook on money now, this is the last thing, and I'm going to kind of close this out with that because, again, it's different with the podcast and interacting with you guys, and I may do a live on my Instagram with this, but in closing, money journaling can be a safe place to express how you feel about your money. It's a place where you can really talk you know, about your money. You don't have to worry about being judged about how you spend your money you see what you do it's almost like it's pretty much a money diet and that's what i was telling someone it's like putting your money on a diet and talking about that diet but through journaling so if any of you've ever done a diet trust me i've dieted my whole adult life and when you're dieting like i was telling someone you can't like for me i don't know about anybody else I can't go to a restaurant when I first start dieting because I know that I will want to eat all the bad things. So it's the same kind of situation with your money. When you're money journaling, you can write that down. Dang, I spent money today and I didn't mean to. I went to, let's say, Ross, Marshalls, and I spent too much and I feel bad about it. That's something that you can write in your money journal that you wouldn't want to share with someone. Like when I used to diet or change my eating habits, however you want to clarify it, I would always have like that guilt if someone asked me out. And I used to have people who would ask, certain people who would just ask me out all the time to eat because they know I like to eat, but I'm like, you know, I'm dieting. Why would you ask me out to eat? And you know that I'm dieting. And I would be afraid to not want to be included in eating all the bad things. But I felt bad if I just had a salad that they would be intimidated to eat a salad. But with journaling about your diet or your money diet, you don't have to feel that guilt. You can talk about it in your money journal. You can just become clean and real with your money. But again, I highly suggest um, the first step, which is writing a letter to your money. Again, that's how this podcast uh, came about was because I was writing a letter to my money. I never really got past that point and on to the next things, but I was so happy to come across this blog. Again, um, if you want the link to the blog, DM me on Instagram and I'll leave it. If I can leave it here, I will leave it here um, somewhere where you can just go directly to it so you can read that blog through and through. Again, I'm paraphrasing on some of the things. Like I said, I didn't get past writing that letter to money. But I do remember this much. When I wrote that letter to my money, it felt good to be real. It felt good to be honest about 
my relationship with money because my relationship with money has always been bad. And being that I have a little more time to talk about it, I'll be transparent for a minute. Again, I always bring up therapy because I learned a lot about myself through therapy. And growing up, I thought that we were poor. (laughs) I found out through therapy that we weren't poor. I always had the things that I needed. Sometimes the things that I wanted, we were not well off, but my mother used to always say, I don't have money for that. I'm only going to get you what you need, not what you want, or I can't afford it. I can't afford it or can't afford it. But she would always make a way. That's because she had it. (laughs) I hope one day she'll listen to this like, how you know what I had? But that's something that you'll come across when you look up your money mindset. What was the relationship that your parents had with money? How did your parents talk about money? Because how your parents talked about money is the way that you feel about money. I'm going to say that again. The way that your parents talked about money is how you feel about money. You internalize that the way that your parents talked about money. I know personal people, I don't want to call any names, that was raised maybe let's say in a two-parent household. And their parents were very money structured. They talked about money like we don't have it. We have enough to pay, you know, the bills. Um, They encouraged having good credit. They encouraged paying your bills on time. You all, you don't understand how the way you was raised, and especially when it involved money, how you were incorporated into your adult life. So some of these people who are raised that way, they are excellent with credit. I always say one or two things is going to happen. You're going to follow in your parents' footsteps or you're going to do the opposite. Like for me, my mother used to always say we didn't have it, but... One of my goals, like I said, I found out through therapy. When I was younger, my mother kept saying, well, we don't have it. We don't have it. I said, like, when I get older, when I become an adult, I'm going to buy all the things. I'm going to get me a good job so that I can always have all the things and buy whatever I want. Well, I stuck to that because now as an adult, I don't have a good relationship with money. I'm getting better at it because I'm learning and I had to learn through other people, but it wasn't taught to me. So I would buy when I started making money, when I first started doing hair and I didn't make a lot of money when I first started doing hair. But once I started to make all the money, honey, I bought all the things. Like I said, at 25, I bought my first house. Didn't need a house because it was no one but me. But I was like, I can afford it. I would go buy like I think I'm gonna go buy a car today. I go buy a brand new car. Oh, I think I want these shoes. I would just go and buy because I felt like I I made this promise to myself as a child that. I would buy what I wanted when I wanted. What I didn't tell myself or what no one told me was you have to pay your bills first. You have to pay the stuff that you buy. You know, I've cleaned up my credit several times. I think I'm on time number four. I think that's where I'm at now on number four. Like now my credit score is rising. I've paid my bills off, but it has to be consistent. You have to be consistent with your money, spending your money. And I really truly believe that having a money journal will help you. Again, think about how your parents were with money. Either you're going to do the same thing or you're going to do the opposite. Again, I learned about being better with money through um, YouTube. I have to credit my husband. He was one of those people who was raised by the parents of having good credit and spending money wisely and not overspending money. And so 
he taught me or I learned from him about you know buying things that you don't need and so I would always hear my husband's voice once we got together that with anything I used to tell people we didn't really argue in the beginning I said this ain't right <laughs> we don't really argue but money was one of our issues because he wasn't a spender like I was he was very frugal I used to say cheap and he said no it's not cheap I'm frugal so he's very frugal where I'm not frugal and so I said, like, just buy it, you know, or he'll try to find the cheapest. But in the same token, I've taught him something, too, because let's say he will buy something cheap. And I'm like, sometimes you have certain things you just have to spend good money for. And he started to see that. And he said, you know what? Some things you write, you have to spend the money for. If you pay the money for it, you don't have to worry about it breaking or this, this and that. So. I kind of taught him something too, but at the same time, I've really learned more from him. So again, you guys try money journaling. Like I said, no matter what you were raised to believe about money, especially if you're looking back and retrospect and realizing that it was negative thoughts towards money, try to change your money mindset and definitely the affirmations will help. But I will say this too about the money affirmations. You can manifest money. You can say these money affirmations. But what are you going to do when you get the money? Keep that in mind too. If y'all want to continue this as a series, I would love to because I love talking finances. I love talking money only because I've learned so much from it. And it really means a lot to me and actually getting my budget together because, again, I'm self-employed and I would love to retire early. That was my goal when I first started to um, get into the hair business was I wanted to retire at 50, 55. I mean, I could possibly could still do it, but I have not prepared for it. So changing our money mindset and changing my money mindset could definitely get me there. So ladies, gentlemen, I always, always enjoy your feedback. So leave me some feedback. Don't forget to like this podcast, share this podcast, and I will talk to you in the next one every Tuesday. You can find me here, except for these past two, here, right here on the podcast, Norris Cove. I appreciate you guys, and I will talk to you soon. Also, let me know how your money journaling is going. I would love to see pictures. Tag me on Instagram at Norris Cove. I may follow this up with a video. Actually, I have Money Mondays on Mondays on my YouTube channel. So you may see the video first and then the podcast, or I'll follow it up the following week. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.